You think you know me. and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the kingdom. And if you're listening live, then you are entering the realm of the Kings of the Rings podcast. We cover it all from WWE to NXT, past, present, and of course, the future. Join us every week as we break down a sport we all love to hate. You know it, you love it, and we got it. Every week, we are joined by the host, the founder, the proprietor, the vision. It's me, it's me, it's Willie T. Chuck Effin Palumbo. Oh, did you even watch Raw? Did you even watch Raw? Macho, macho madness. Yeah, commentary. Oh, yeah. We're going to WCW, McMahon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, know. Uh, you know who I am, but you don't. No, I'm here. I know. And joining him every week, new to the show, is the man, the one, the only, the insane Dave999 Malkovich. I wear a Kalisto luchador mask to raise. Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Boom. I was a shield guy. And together, we form the Kings of the Rings podcast, where you name a ring, and we will sure as hell become the king. Because it's time. We're the kings. Oh, it's time. Of the rings. It's kings of the rings. Time. Welcome everyone to the 30th edition episode segment of the Kings of the Rings podcast. We have payback coming up in just a few days, but I am here, Will Tarrish of Teens and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H, UK, back with my regular co-host, David999, just incredible himself, Malkovich. David, how are you doing? I'm happy you didn't call me Fergal. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good, uh... Don't know how I feel about uh, this upcoming pay-per-view, especially being that I'm going to the following one live. But it's been an interesting uh, couple of weeks since our last show with uh, Christian. Yeah, yeah, no, Christian. I didn't mean I didn't even text Christian. I probably should have, but whatever. Uh, he won't be a weekly thing. Coney, Coney, talk about being on the show. Yeah, exactly, right? Cody watches wrestling. But speaking of wrestling, the podcast, back to business, K-O-T-R underscore podcast on the Twitter feed, Facebook page. Me is Tears and Thomas. Yeah, you know, you know how to spell my name by now. Uh, big show basically going to break down payback match by match, what we think is going to happen, who's going to win, who we want to win. 
and where it means moving forward. Big show, we also have the death of China. We'll touch upon that, her impact in the industry. Best of the rest and more coming in. Best of the rest, I don't know. Dave, let's do uh, fiercest woman competitor in honor of China. Okay? All right, all that coming up on the Kings of the Rings podcast. I don't like I don't like how that song kind of just like mixes down and gets very low at the end towards the end, but I'll deal with it. Uh, I can always edit it. But Dave, I don't know what's gonna be harder: battling this cough and cold, or having to sit through a payback. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very uh, accustomed to having a cold, so it's definitely gonna be uh, sitting through payback the way uh, it's looking right now. I mean, just even looking at the card right now. Let's see, we have Roman Reigns, AJ Styles. McMahon will announce who controls Raw at Payback. Uh, Charlotte, Natalia. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Uh, Intercontinental Championship match, The Miz vs. Cesaro. Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho. Ziggler vs. Baron Corbin. Enzo and Cass vs. Vaudevillains. And... Kickoff match once again, Kalisto versus Ryback. Yeah, that is something I have a big problem with. The fact that Kalisto has barely been on TV, Ryback's been barely on TV. Everything else in the WWE kind of makes sense with their direction. Their storytelling has been pretty fluid. Um, the story, like everything, kind of meshes in together for once, which is kind of odd. Yeah. But it it's interesting. Um, let's start with McMahon. Who he's going to choose to run the show. It seems a little too obvious he's going to choose Stephanie. I don't know what to expect here. I don't know, like, why is this happening? I don't understand why Shane is continuing, continuing to run run Raw when basically that pretty much means WrestleMania meant absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem I have, especially being the fact that it was against Taker, but the spot... Shane off the cage was phenomenal. I guess that's basically what it was considering all the injuries. But, like you just said, my biggest problem is the next day, oh, Vince McMahon's gonna give Shane the benefit of the, of the doubt. So, wasted storyline. Then the authority was away until just last night. And now there's going to be an announcement on payback. Like, no physicality, no nothing. However, I don't think Vince McMahon is going to pick uh, Stephanie. I think uh, there's going to be no pick, and I think we're going to see Shane versus Triple H slash Stephanie and Vince McMahon doing one of his uh, flip-flops like I was on this side the whole time type of a deal. Yeah. I don't know. Or he might, not, he might not pick either of them. He might just say, fuck it, and just do Triple H. Or he might pick someone else. Maybe Mike Adamley's coming back. Mike Adamley, Dave. Uh, maybe he'll do it himself. Maybe he'll say, you guys suck. I'm just going to do this. It's weird. Like, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the possibilities of a, uh invasion angle. Yeah. Like, uh, doesn't really look like that. But you never know. We're seeing a lot of call-ups these days. But... If that does come to fruition, you're going to see Shane. Like, Shane's still making his friends 
on Raw. So we could easily see a storyline like that that will transition into this uh, rumored brand extension, which I can't even fathom that they're bringing it up again. It's it's kind of interesting that they're announcing who is going to control Raw on a pay-per-view. <clears throat> I was like, why didn't it say next week on Raw he makes his final decision? Because my question is, where is this going to be placed on the card? Beginning, first segment, somewhere in the middle? It's not going to go on last. It's, uh, I, I think it's going to interrupt one of the matches. Like, uh, like I think... I think one or multiple of the matches are going to have dirty finishes. And I think that will transition into it based on interferences. I still think Triple H is going to interfere and fuck fuck with Reigns. I think uh, Anderson and Gallows are going to interfere. And I don't even know what to say about where they're going because currently they're just all over the place which is a good thing but it's I don't think it's going to be a segment like you know opening a raw shame I think it's going to be a transition from an interference in one of the matches because we still haven't seen Triple H since uh Mania, Mania yeah. except for you know live events uh, in Europe. Yeah. I would I wouldn't be surprised if he came out. Triple H came out, um, but <coughs> at the, at the same time, I think this at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who he chooses because Vince McMahon is still the one pulling the strings. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, they're almost like, um, what's the word? They're basically foreshadowing a brand extension by the fact that they're just saying Raw. Like, even from when Shane first came back, it's control of Raw. Yeah. Control of Raw. Thankfully, we don't have that ECW fat uh, terribleness from the last brand extension. But no, that's why... And also, remember back to the whole league... WWE Raw, Raw versus WWE, like yeah. that. So I really do think we're going to see what will become a brand extension. I don't even know where to begin to think about who's gonna get control because none of it makes sense right now. Yeah, this is the one thing about Raw since WrestleMania that hasn't made sense. Um, quite personally, I hope he picks Shane because Shane has been doing a great job. He's been very great um, as a as a leader on screen. He's been putting to great matches. It, it it's nice to have a face in power for once. And it's been so long, and, and also the fact that he's not following the typical McMahon dynamic, like he's. I mean, I, I'm kind of over the, you know, social media is giving you support, so you're going to run raw. I'm kind of over that. But the thing is, how often do you see a McMahon running a show or a company as a face who actually will give the fans what they want and in the same respect 
not back down to wrestlers being bullies. Mm-hmm. Like, look what he did to Kevin Owens. Like, two weeks ago, Kevin Owens was bitching and moaning, and he kicked Kevin Owens out of uh, the arena. I'm still surprised Kevin Owens didn't interfere. Yeah. In that See, match. that was good because everyone expected to come back, and then <coughs> he didn't, which is good because that allowed Sami Zayn to get over, even in defeat. It allowed him to get over. But there's only so many times I can see this Kevin Owens attacking Sami Zayn thing. I mean, it. it we, we understand the feud, but it's it's just being overdone. And it's... You I, think so? You, you, you didn't like that video package? Uh, I love the video package because it, it, ga- it showed the history of their relationship. But I think the more... Kevin Owens attack like underhandedly attacks Sami Zayn. It's weakening him as a strong heel. Like obviously in the past yeah. we we had you know those cheap cheap attacks. But the thing is, Kevin Owens does it when he feels threatened. Yeah. So it's in turn weakening his character, and he's one of the top heels right now. Weakening his character moves him. He's also been losing. I think he lost to Jericho last week, not this week. The previous the previous week in the main no in the main event he lost to Ambrose. Um. So yeah, I will agree with you there. His character as a heel, he's been a little a little downgraded, a little watered down. But him and Sami Zayn are gonna tear the house oh, down. Uh, absolutely, I, I'm gonna predict that's gonna be matching the night. Yeah. Very but, well could be. It, but it's just like moving forward, because look at Kevin Owens from when he first debuted. He debuted with the NXT title and he went against John Cena. He's had you he's had title reigns, but anytime Sami Zayn's in the picture, it turns into an attack backstage to t- like it it takes away from his character, it makes him seem like a coward afraid because he knows Sami Zayn's better than him. Yeah, well, I mean, he does play that chicken shit heel very well. That kind of guy was like, kind of like walks away. They didn't do it right. Like a, after he lost a scene where he just kept on walking out on matches. You have to be very careful with that type of heel. Um, another thing, they've been kind of just doing, been doing the same thing week in and week out. There's kind of this treading water until these guys can have their match. They haven't really done much they didn't, they don't have any mic time they had that they had that amazing video package which is good but other than that you're right it's just been Sami Zayn in the match Kevin Owens interfering Sami Zayn backstage Kevin Owens interfering it's just kind of dull and, and on top of it Ke- Ke- we mentioned in past uh past shows Kevin Owens is still kind of poking his head into so many different feuds like he still pokes his head occasionally into the intercontinental title, yeah. and it's just like there, there's no semblance of any organization. Yeah, that's no. That is a that is a very good point because he, Sami Zayn too. He was floating around the IC title picture, also floating around the world title picture, the main event scene. These guys are not designated set on the card. They are fluctuating up and down, which I agree with you completely. That's, that's actually a very good point. It is hurting this feud because it's like, where are they going? What are they doing? 
are they kind of just doing it to do it? Like, so I'll, I'll pass this. I'll pass this question on to you now. Um, would this feud be better if it was a sh- just straight up for the IC title? Yes, I. I still think one of them should have walked away from Mania with the title. I respect giving Ryder his uh, Mania moment. I don't. I never have respected the one day title reigns of any any title, yeah. and I think that's a huge slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah, they put it on Miz, who he's a great worker. I'm we'll not. Get it, I, we'll get into the. I'm Miz not. I'm not bit. a fan, but you know, Maurice came back. But it's just, it would have been so much better for Gold on the line. Cause don't forget the way Sami Zayn lost the NXT title. He. he once again, he threw underhand, underhanded. He didn't even get pinned. Kevin Owens just beat him up so bad, the ref had to call it off. And, That's how he lost his title. And it's just like, tech. in all, in all fairness, Sami Zayn still has a rematch clause for the fucking NXT title. You know that's never going to happen. Yeah. But in all technicalities, he does. And the thing is, Sami Zayn is, I think, the on par, the most over in the company, along with the New Day. Ooh. Which is Sammy, no, he's definitely very popular. He could get that Daniel Bryan fan reaction behind him. Right now, I don't think so. I think Dean Ambrose is still more over. AJ, no, AJ is floating up there, but I, Sami Zayn's I, I, definitely... I mean, both of the two you just mentioned, they're they're in a league of their own. That's yeah. why I didn't include them in. The, but it, I mean, the fans like Sami Zayn. The fans <laughs> also like Kevin Owens. However, this feud it it doesn't have that it factor yet, except for the fact that yeah. their history, and that's why they. Hit the nail on the head with the fucking video package. That was one of the best video packages I've seen regarding a history of a feud in recent memory. But it, it's just it. The feud is lacking the emotional investment from the fans as to why exactly should we care, other than it's going to be a great match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's totally gonna be a great match. Um, it's interesting to see where they go afterwards if this feud continues, um, which I'm assuming it will. It kind of has to. This is kind of like this is one of their bigger feuds. It could be one of their biggest feuds in recent memory. Memory. So, uh, before we move on, who's gonna win and who do you want to win? Who do you want to win first? Zane. I know. I feel you want Owens. You know, because I'm in that boat who loves Sami Zayn as a face. I love Kevin Owens as a heel. I'm going to be satisfied, but at the same time, very dissatisfied with who wins this match. It also depends how they win. I personally would like Sami Zayn to win. I do love Kevin Owens, but I think he can take the loss and still be taken seriously. Whereas Sami Zayn, he needs 
he needs a, a kickstarter. He needs a jumpstart. He needs a, a burst of energy. And a win will get him that. Because since he's come on the main roster, he's been that guy who's put on phenomenal matches, pardon the pun, um, but losing. He needs, uh, he needs to put on an amazing match and win. I agree with you. I mean, he he's had his wins here and there, but he he's has been the MVP of the losing side. Yeah, many a time. And when it comes to who will win the match, I'm almost feeling it's going to be a it's going to be a draw. I I I feel it's going to be a physical match, and I think that. It's gonna be dirty, and it's gonna be a disqualification. If if these guys beat the hell out of each other, get a solid 15, 20 minutes, and just go off and put on an amazing match, I would be okay with a draw. Um, I think Kevin Owens is gonna win. Um, I think he's gonna win clean. But if the crowd is going absolutely ballistic for both of them, which they're probably gonna do, it's in Chicago. Yeah. It's in Chicago. I didn't even think about that. All right, this crowd is going to be hot for this match. Chicago's one of the the dead zones for the WWE regarding fan interactions to what they want them to interact to. I mean, I wouldn't mind Kevin Owens winning if he wins clean. Because, like I said, these cowardly, like, you know heel specific uh you know ways of going about it are taking away from his character if they're really trying to book him as like you know a strong possibility and a strong threat down the line to i any of the titles he has to win clean i wouldn't mind if he won clean i also wouldn't mind if sammy Zayn won dirty okay but I if Sami Zayn wins dirty or clean or if Kevin Owens wins clean, I'll be fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind Sami Zayn uh getting a roll up and grabbing some tights on his shorts. But Dave, this match, the probably the match I'm most excited for this Sunday. Uh we will be here watching it. Um yeah, I have nothing going on Sunday other than whatever. But, yeah, we'll be here watching on the network. We'll be tweeting at KOT underscore podcast. But, Dave, let's move on to what has been some of the most entertaining segments on Raw in the past week, but is not going to be a great match, and that is Miz and Cesaro. Um, now, I said when Ryder won the belt and when Miz won the belt afterwards, I have to wait and see where they're going. And Cesaro is the perfect number one contender. He is the perfect thing for this belt, for this feud. Especially the way his character is now with the suit, the pull-off. He, he, he almost has this air of, like, obviously he always came off as being a very self-confident yeah. performer. It's suave. But, but it, it's, it's suave. And it, it, it transitions back to the yeah. way he was when he was uh, Claudio Castagnoli yeah. in the Indies. Like... He, ha- he, he he even just looks like he has that air of confidence more. Yeah, he he does have a certain swagger to him. Pardon that pun, because they used to tag together. But um, you know, I noticed the other night on his his screen on the engine ramp, it has like the Bond thing. The oh like, oh like the uh the the blind was like the bullet thing or whatever. 
I don't I don't know James Bond, but I know like the, the the design. I actually a lot of times when I'm watching the entrances, I'll watch them and I don't really pay attention to the you know, entrance videos because a lot of them is like, oh, the same thing I've seen. I actually haven't seen his uh entrance video since he came back. No, no, it was it's not the video, it's the ribbon no, 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 along no. the uh yeah. yeah, along the thing. Along the I wall. Mean, I mean that that would also account for why he comes out dr- like in, in, in the talks. And I'm still trying to put my finger on the fact that little paper signs that said Cesaro session got over so much. Yeah. And I didn't I was really hoping he would uh come back at Mania. I re- really was. Or like right before yeah. it but <laughs> I'm happy they did it the way they did. Because he came back immediately relevant, crowd loves him, and he looks in better shape than he was before, which is saying a lot because he was in phenomenal shape. He looks incredible. He they didn't they didn't even tweak his character that much. He's just like you said, confident. Um and his mic work has even been better. His segments backstage in front of the live crowd, his mic skills have gotten better. This guy absolutely needs this belt. He needs this belt as soon as possible. He, he, he absolutely does, and I'll say it right now. I want him to win. Yeah, same. However, the wild card is Maurice. Yeah. And her, Maurice, these past few weeks, has been brilliant. The Miz has been brilliant she looks so gorgeous but like it, it, it it's weird because don't forget Miz won the belt with help from Maurice's return yeah. now Zack Ryder is now gone back into limbo yep. which I think is more more of a slap in the face than giving him the mania moment instead of that keeping him in limbo at least before he knew what was good so they yeah. gave him the mania moment and then said, "Sorry, th- thank you, sorry, sorry," <laughs> and, then, and then just th- threw him away. I think that's a big slap in the face, especially oh. because before Zack Ryder, WWE didn't give a fuck about social media. Yeah. Zack Ryder got over with fans because of social media. Yeah. I know him personally; he's fucking awesome. Like he's fucking awesome in person, and don't forget he had to overcome cancer. But the thing is. We mentioned rematch clauses. He he had a rematch clause. On SmackDown. But once yeah. again, well, like Ryder Ryder did get completely shafted, but I think a, a fair amount of people saw that coming a mile uh, away. Uh, uh, once that I saw him when I'm like he's getting shafted in the next two weeks, and I don't oppose them doing it with Miz, but. What's gonna be the equalizer for Cesaro in uh, in uh this match at Payback? I don't even remember who Maurice was last feuding with. I, that's another thing. Is she gonna return to in ring competition? Because they they brought her back because she's on the next season of Total Divas. That's well known. But um, I'm surprised she hasn't been interacting with the Divas at all. They haven't even really mentioned that she's gonna be on Total Divas. Let's see. Let's I haven't been paying attention. She's 
focusing on her husband. No, and she, they're, they're, this them making out in the ring is just so perfect for Miz just to go to rub it in his face. It, it reminds me of Lita and Edge when uh, they, Edge was the uh, heavyweight champion. Yep. But um, no, I, th- I think she's going to stick with the managerial role right now, especially because the uh, women's division yeah. is uh, so like over... <laughs> Overpacked with talent, and I mean, quick, quick statement. I think they're wasting a fucking match with Natalia and uh, Charlotte. Well, they they need to tread water before the summer. We're gonna get into that right next. But Dave, um, who's gonna win this match, Miz or Cesaro? We both we both want Cesaro to win. Cesaro will win eventually, but me personally, Miz is winning. I I believe it's going to be a dirty finish. Yep. And I believe we will see them fight again at Extreme Rules. Yep. However, the dirty finish applies with if there's a weapon, it'll be one of those matches at Extreme Rules that I'll see live and I'll be able to live tweet from uh Prudential Center. And I think I think Miz is holding the belt till uh, Slam, and I think Cesaro wins that Slam. That would be interesting. Um, I don't see that happening. That's that's a very long term thing. Um, he had he'd have to go in a feud, go in a feud with someone else, and come back. Don't don't forget. I could I could see Maurice getting involved. Um, this feud, cage match. This feud is still very new. Like I mean, Mania was two weeks ago. Three. Three. So I mean. Th- Miz and Cesaro are going to be feuding for a while longer. I'm still... Well, what's the pay-per-view? Oh, Money in the Bank. No, no, no. Money Money in the Bank's in... Oh, July. July. So it's May. May, Okay, well, technically... Are they having two in May or just one in May? No, they have Payback, and then they have Extreme Rules. And this Battleground. Yeah, okay, no. So I rescind that. Uh, Yeah, that's what I mean. Like... They they had WrestleMania April, but it, they didn't have one in March, right? So they had like that roadblock thing that doesn't count. They had Mania beginning of the month, which comes to March. This one's beginning of the month, which counts as May or April. Uh, they're gonna have two in May, May first, and then like the end of May for Battleground. Uh, no. For Extreme uh, Rules, excuse wait, me. June is gonna be Battle. Uh, June is gonna be Battleground. Battleground then July. July is Money in the, in the Bank. August and is SummerSlam. August Summer Slam. Is Summer Slam and yeah, no, uh, I I. I believe Cesaro's going to get the title maybe within <coughs> Raw or two plus minus from Extreme Rules. But he's it, it's going to be a dirty finish. It, it, it has to because every one of Miz's fights has... It, it, it reminds me of the way Ric Flair and uh, Charlotte are. Yeah. The, uh, the outside interference that doesn't do anything, but it distracts them enough to. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on to that women's match. Uh, Bret Hart will be there. He doesn't even want to be there. He the only reason why he's gonna be there is because it's Nat is Natalia and the fact that him and <laughs> verbatim this is what he said. Him and Ric Flair were rivals back in the day, yeah. and he wouldn't mind putting him in a sharpshooter. Bret Hart doesn't want to be there. No, I don't think so either. Um, I think it's kind of a waste, honestly. Absolutely, but I mean, earlier today, Ric Flair was uh, acting very uh, 
belligerent at uh, an airport, and he apparently had to have medical attention. Uh, he apparently cut his hand. He apparently was acting drunk as fuck. I don't know. I think we. I think because of that bullshit, we might see what we've been talking about the uh, s- distancing for, of Charlotte from Ric Flair sooner than later. Like we we mentioned it before, you could already see she's starting to kind of like you know, kind of like how AJ Styles is with uh with Gallows and Anderson, like he's trying to distance himself from it and. Like, what the fuck? I think we're going to start seeing Charlotte as a heel defender title clean. Yeah. Um, Nat- yeah. Natalia's losing. Oh, totally. Um, again, I don't... It's hard. This feud has just been... I don't even it's, understand it. It's not even that bad. It's just not wanted. And, and, and where's Sasha? Like, apparently she may have, like, gotten, like, banged up, but where's Sasha? And then now, like, Becky's been relegated to this weird feud with Emma? Like, I don't get what's going on. And then, like, the Natalia thing, I understand when, you know, the Divas walked out and Natalia didn't. Like, Natalia's yeah. always <laughs> been, you know, one of those respected women in the division yeah but they just kind of tread water for a few months that's just pretty much well, what they do well, it's gonna heat up during the summer but right now they just gotta kind of have to do what they do they got they kind of been given a dirty a dirty deal a dirty hand but they gotta just deal with it and the way they've been doing imagine a swerve natalia wins and then charlotte wins either next pay-per-view or the next night on raw like it, i don't even know what to expect i don't see I really don't understand why Natalia's in this. I would love her to win. I've always respected Natalia. Oh, yeah. Queen of Hearts. She does one of the best sharpshooters in the business. But it, even if they swerve and she wins the title, Charlotte's getting it back within the month. Charlotte and Sasha are at SummerSlam. I'm booking it now. We've we've already said this. Yeah. But it's it, it, it's a waste. Or or you get to see the four horsewomen, because Bailey's gonna get called up eventually. I I agree. Like I, it's just I. I'm I'm so confused with the NXT women's division right now. Like you have. Asuka, you have Dana Brooks, you have Peyton, you have Emma. You have Charlotte, and Charlotte has even commented the reason why she's not hasn't uh, moved up with uh, Enzo and Cass is because she wants to become NXT Women's Champion first. So, could that happen? I don't know. Asuka's pretty dominant right now. Yeah. And I mean, I'm even scared of her. Oh, yeah. Terrified. Absolutely terrified. She comes to the ring. She has this presence of, oh, my God, she could kill me. And then that smirk. The smirk, like... When she walks off, if somebody attacked her, and she she'll have that like. Yeah. Sm- sm- she is perfect. She she really is, and I hope to God that they don't leave her next as long as they kept Bailey there. Obviously. Oh, honestly, no, no. She she can stay there as long as she like needs to. She can be there 
for a long time because she she will have longevity in the WWE. WWE has no rush to bring oh, her oh, up. No. Uh, it, it's just they uh, they have a lot of pieces to work with on the main roster. Emma got called up; she could be a contender. You still have Charlotte. Sasha's still there. Becky's still there. Bailey's coming. You still have Paige, Natalia. They have a talented roster of women, and it's just figuring the pieces together. Um, they're trying to do that Ric Flair storyline to break them up, and the only person they could do that with is Natalia and Bret Hart because there's no one else. Yeah, no one else has no a manager. One else has the because. Charlotte always plays a, you know, genetically superior, like, I mean, I, I love the nature boy, but I'm sorry, I've, I've always been more of a, a Bret Hart guy. Yeah. Like, uh, and also, the Hearts are, I, I believe, a more renowned family in the wrestling uh, history than the Flairs. I mean, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, Stu Hart. Then you have the offshoots, British Bulldog, David Boy. And then you have the Hart Dungeon, Tyson Kid. Like, the Hart Dungeon was, is, and potentially will always be the greatest training school. Like, Lance Storm's training school's great. The Dudley's tra- training camp. Phenomenal, but I mean, I'm happy Bret Hart's gonna come back. But I feel like the only thing he's gonna do is he's pretty much he's gonna like he's gonna like slap Ric Flair. <clears throat> I think he's gonna put Flair in a sharpshooter because that he emphasized the fact that he wouldn't mind putting him in a sharpshooter. Or if if anything, the ref's gonna elim- toss them both out and then now he's gonna win clean and Charlotte's gonna be like dad you almost cost me the belt like what are you doing and there are the seeds planted but yeah. Dave um, we both want and think Charlotte's gonna win correct or do you want Nat to win uh, I want Nat to win except I unless unless this pay-per-view should be called Swerve and every match is gonna be a Swerve I, I don't see it I, I I've been disgusted for years the way they've used Natalia, because she she's one of the best technical women yeah. women's performers. She she does deserve a bit better, but it is. I mean, she it, it, she's it is, <laughs> it is what it is. She's being used as a transition period because Charlotte is the face of this uh, division. Of division, and it makes sense. As much as we all want it to be Charlotte, I'm gonna say it again. It makes sense business wise for it to be Charlotte, and she it's not like she doesn't deserve it. But agreed. Dave, we can move on to... As I check that email, because it's a little important. Um, let's just talk about Ziggler and Corbin real quick. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Since being called up, I like what they're doing with Baron Corbin. I like they put him with Ziggler. I like what Ziggler is doing to get back at this feud. This feud is fine for what it is. I, I, I'm actually surprised. Agreed. I, I'm very surprised because, don't forget, like Z- Ziggler has also been one of the... Uh, guys who's gone back and forth from obscurity also a phenomenal performer and even in what will be him losing to Corbin at uh, Payback he's gonna look all the better for it it's gonna be I believe it's gonna be a great match 
and I believe it's gonna bring him back in out of the obscurity. Who is Ziggler? Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's gonna be a great match. Corbin is still kind of green. He's still a little clunky. He's not the best in the ring, but he's just he's good at what he does. That's this manhandling. He's just gonna manhandle Dolph Ziggler, which is fine. I don't believe he's gonna manhandle Dolph Ziggler. I think we're gonna see near falls on both sides. Bear. Baron Corbin's going to win, though, but I think whether it be by Extreme Rules or by Battleground, I think we're going to see Ziggler in the U.S. title picture. Which would be fine. Which is where he belongs, honestly. Uh, uh, I 100% agree. Like, I hope to God they don't try to involve him in the IC title. I, I hope to God... Corbin and uh, Ziggler. Ziggler and Cesaro would put on good matches. Uh, they would. But or that, even Miz. But they would. However, I think Cesaro needs that belt. Okay. Now, the U.S. title needs to go anywhere but Ryback and fucking Kalista. Yeah. Like, Ryback's character just doesn't make sense. Kalisto, I love him to death. He's Rey Mysterio 2.0, basically. Ultimate underdog. But... He just got screwed with booking. It's not his fault. Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, Ziggler would help elevate that title, especially (laughs) considering we might see a brand split. Because if we see a brand split, we're also going to have to see a title split. I don't think they're going to split the World Heavyweight Championship again. So you're going to have IC in uh, U.S., I think you're not going to split the women's and you're not going to split the tag team again. Yeah. No, absolutely not. You don't need so, two tag teams. But also, don't forget, they have the Global Cruiserweight Series. We might see a return of the Cruiserweight Championship. Which would be great, honestly. And the thing is, it, it, all these are what-ifs, but if they do do this brand split, they're going to have brand-specific performers. Ziggler will need to be wearing a title for whatever show he's relegated to because he is one of the faces like there are there are so many people who are floating between obscurity he's just one of those guys who's like forever over which still befuddles me because he used to be on the fucking spirit squad but I, I'm on Team Ziggler. Like, it, his ring work is phenomenal. He's I'm a li- one of the best dropkicks I've ever seen. I'm a little sick of Ziggler, honestly. I, I think he needs a fresh up. I still think he needs a turn heel. But at the same time, I also think he's fine doing what he's doing. That's kind of like used as a means to get someone else over. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to get Baron Corbin over. Is he over? Is Corbin over right now? I don't know. The crowd reaction to him is kind of just like... You're another big guy, but this guy has potential. He absolutely does. WWE did great with having him win the Battle Royal. Some of the other people who were in the Battle Royal, I think they could have made better decisions, but it was great seeing DDP back and whatnot. But right now, Baron Corbin is being booked as the only way he can. The big, the big guy. Now let's look at other people they've done this with. Undertaker, Kane, Kali, Big Show, JBL. 
Like, all big guys. Now, Big Show needs to retire. Kali, thankfully, is out here. Undertaker and Kane have phenomenal gimmicks. JBL had a great gimmick, but JBL's done wrestling. But the thing is, there has to be something more than just the big guy. And, you know, he's the lone wolf. Okay, you're the lone wolf. Now what? Yeah. And that's just kind of like wait and see because obviously he's going to beat Ziggler. That's both our picks. We both want him to win. Uh, I'm I'm indifferent. Uh, <laughs> if anything, I just hope Ziggler you... wor- works overtime to hide. Yeah. B- basically. You're yeah, hoping for a good match. Yeah, Baron Corbin has to come off flawless. Like, he, he can't look stiff in the ring. He can't be missing moves or, like, you know, messing up moves. He, he Ziggler basically needs to work double time so as for him to look good. And Ziggler can't do that. Ziggler wouldn't mind doing that because I really do think Ziggler is about to be inserted into one of the title pictures. <coughs> so I think, and, I think it's like a help put him over. We give you this. Okay. And with that, we'll move on. Maybe he'll move to the tag team division. Imagine Dolph Ziggler in a tag team. He could do it with someone. But imagine, imagine him with Cesaro in the tag team division. That'd be great. That would be pretty cool. But Dave, we have the finals. I am surprised they did the finals at the pay per view. I'm I glad they're doing it at the pay per view because it gives it more meaning. Um, Bard villains. I think they should have done the finals on the Go Home Raw. And I think they should have had the title match at Payback. There's, they're, it's obnoxious that they're not having the tag team championships defended at Payback. It's, it's absolutely not. It, it, I don't know. It, it, you're, you're giving these guys, you're giving both of these guys a moment to shine on a pay-per-view platform. If I mean, if these guys weren't both new teams, like if it was the Usos instead of the Vard Villains, yeah, I completely agree with you. But these are two brand new tag teams, and these guys are gonna tear the house down. I mean, they are, but I, I think this might be one of the worst matches of the night because Enzo and Cass. In this uh, tag team tournament sponsored by Budios, uh, they formulated a feud with the Dudleys. So, my expectation is we're going to see a Dudleys interference. Now, with that being said, my expectation is the Vaude Villains are going to win. Yep. Now, why not have that had happen on Raw so... The Vaude Villains could have a good match with the New Day. I mean, but Dave, look at this card, though. This is this is a lot of match on this card. If they were going to do that on Monday Night Raw, then one of two things is going to happen. You're going to have a cluttered card with the Dudleys and the, and the, the Enzo and Cass, or that it's not going to be there at all. Instead, you have these two new teams on a pay-per-view scene in a big match. Well, I mean, we're looking at this... Car light. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches, and the eighth is a pre-show. Yeah, like I completely understand, but 
so that's eight matches, seven for a three-hour period. But the thing, I, I'm I'm old school. I've always believed pay-per-views should always have te- championship uh, yeah. defenses. I agree. And the thing is, how are you not gonna use the new day? Period. Like obviously they could you know show their faces, but you're wasting one of your most over set of yep. performers. And it, if you're trying to get buys and not using the new day, yeah. No, you know what, Dave? You're, you're completely right. If they <coughs> excuse me are not using the new day. Um, even on TV this past few weeks, they've just kind of been there cutting promos. Not really doing too much. I had that match with Cesaro um, against against the uh, League of Nations, but other than that, and, 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 you're I treading mean, water. The League of Nations is a whole nother story, and I mean, I'm not gonna even say spoiler alert. They break up, <laughs> but they never clicked. They're breaking up because of the whole shit that's going on with the Wyatts, and because they sucked as a fucking stable. Yeah, but. It, it bothers me that the best, per, some of your best performers, you're not using. Yes, I understand Enzo and Cass and the Vaude villains, you brought them up, they both need their time to shine. However, I don't think it's right that the two most recent tag teams brought up should be having that moment on a pay-per-view. Because we've seen time and time again that happened, and guess what? They their matches didn't live up to the hype. Yeah, like this this is a match that honestly is probably gonna get a little cut for time. Probably won't live up to the hype. And Dave, honestly, you're probably right, but I'm still excited for it. Uh, Entering uh, Entering Cass, excuse me. Have done a great job getting over, yo, yo, and by I, over I mean Enzo and Moy on the mic. No, uh, I'm all about Enzo and Cass, like bada bing, bada boom, baddest guys in the room. Like I, that's my next piece of merchandise I'm buying from WWE shop is gonna be en- Enzo and Cass. But it, I think the it, what I would have liked would have been Enzo and Cass versus New Day at Payback. Enzo and Cass get it. Because Enzo and the New Day as a whole are some of the best mic workers. They really are. Yeah. And the thing is, obviously, the goal is WWE wants the titles on Enzo and Cass. Eventually. Like, I. By the end of summer. But uh, some fans are a little up in arms because. They never held the titles in NXT, but nobody in NXT could touch them fucking on the mic. I mean, it's weird seeing them without Carmella, but neither here nor there. They don't really need Carmella, honestly. They, they don't need her, but it's it's another cog. But it's just. I guess I'm so expecting the Dudleys to interfere in this that I don't know how to get myself excited for it. Yeah, I don't blame you, honestly. I I 
I kind of agree with you. I think Adelia's are going to get involved. I think the VOD villains are going to win. As much as I want Enzo and Cass to win, I got to go with the VOD villains, especially because a New Day is a face now. And they need a heel to work with. And the VOD villains are a pretty good heel. And, and also, like, had the had this happened on Raw, yes, it would have been an additional match, but you, we already know that this tag match is going to get cut short for time. But it's payback. So, Dudley's cost Enzo and Cass the number one contenders. Oh, payback, now you're going to, you have a match. It makes sense. Half these matches make sense for the idea of payback. The others are, they're, they're just shooting blanks. Yeah. Like, uh, way back in the day, No Way Out, King of the Ring, Vengeance, Fully Loaded, all these matches like, Storylines played into the event. If I didn't know what the pay-per-view schedule was, I would have no idea that this was payback versus Extreme Rules. Because this was originally supposed to be Extreme Rules. Yeah, I mean, it's called payback, but we're not seeing any matches getting paid back from WrestleMania. Other than really Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Other than that, it's all... It's all new. So, all of it. So then why, why did they switch it over? Like, payback? Okay, then, basically, this is WrestleMania Fallout pay-per-view. Nothing on this card shows that, like you said. No. All right. Um, all right, Dave. Co-main event. Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho. This ha- I was saying this to you uh, before we started the show. I actually think this is the best uh, scripted storyline, period. I really do. I mean, I think this is one of Chris Jericho's best runs. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I really do. And I'm not sure if that's because he got his moxie back or because it, it's him with Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose has also stepped up amazingly. I think Dean Ambrose should be in the position that Roman Reigns is in. Yeah. And if that was the case, all the fans would be fucking happy. Fans hate Roman Reigns. So do I, Roman Empire. Get off my fucking dick. But I I love how they had the whole thing with... uh, the Ambrose society, uh, Ambrose. Yeah, Island. that the, the build up, the build up to this match has been pristine. It has been amazing. It's been amazing balls. It's been near perfect. Um, Jericho's mic work, fantastic. Ambrose's mic work, fantastic. The segments, Y two J, uh, Dean Ambrose Asylum, fantastic. What they did on Monday, predictable but fantastic. Now, I mean, the only there, WWE is fucking up if. They have any match ending other than Dean Ambrose winning convincingly. Mm-hmm. Jericho doesn't need a win. Jer- Jericho's gonna still be as good of a heel as he, and we don't even know how much longer he's gonna be around. I haven't checked the Fozzie touring schedule. My guess is probably in the realm of. Summer. I don't think anybody's checked the Fozzie touring schedule. Touche. But the thing is. <laughs> 
They right. fucked up with Dean Ambrose against Brock Lesnar. Yep. They, they they fucked that shit up. They're, they they did, but they're doing their best to make up for it. Because he has won up to Jericho every single time except for this past Monday night. And the thing is, Dean Ambrose... The same way I was saying that Kevin Owens needs to stop winning dirty. Ambrose needs to win convincingly if they're trying to preserve this character. It it should be a good match. I'm assuming it's going to be the co-main event. Um, Ambrose Ambrose is over. The crowd loves this guy. His in-ring work with Kevin Owens this past few weeks, even with Jericho, Sami Zayn, whatever he's been doing, it's effective. This guy continues to show that he is the future of this company and that he's getting he's getting fucked over. He is, constantly. And I don't, honestly, after this feud with Jericho, I don't know his direction. I can't, I, I don't know. And we could see... Him and Roman at SummerSlam, it would be a big thing. But then again, Seth Rollins is probably coming back around then. Could you imagine Triple Threat? I was just about to say that. Uh, I mean, I if you asked me when The Shield debuted, what I thought of the... We know it's coming, eventual uh, split. I never thought that Dean Ambrose would be getting the... Uh, the shaft. I actually think Dean Ambrose is the best of the three. I I I'm not sh- taking away. No, I think from, I think Rollins is the best I'm not of the three. Away from what they did with Rollins because you want to Rollins did it to a T. He did it to a T. If you, I'll be honest. When the Shield debuted, if you ask me who, what I thought about them. I could I could tell you hours about Ambrose, hours about Rollins. I could say maybe five minutes about Roman Reigns. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I I don't understand why he's being pushed so much. Other than if we want to talk about uh something we brought up in the women's uh championship conversation. Family, like look who he's related to, The Rock, like yeah. all, all, all these stories. But he has no character. Like I, I know, Dave. I'm honestly scared for Roman Reigns because you and I heard on Monday night. Let's go, Roman. Roman sucks. The Romans and Roman is Cena 2.0. I know it's terrible. A- except Roman doesn't have as dope of a song as fucking Cena. I mean, yo, those fucking. Trumpets are playing, yo. Even if you fucking hate him, if you love him, you're still fucking screaming. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Cena had a character that could accept a split fucking crowd. Roman doesn't have any character. If he has a split crowd, he fails. And they're in Chicago again. Chicago against AJ Styles with the goddamn Bullet Club looming. And if Triple H is still, <laughs> Triple H is still nowhere to be found. Triple H will be getting involved in that match, but we'll focus on that championship match in a bit. But the thing is, Dean Ambrose has been getting 
short end of the stick while being one of, if not the best performer, period. They're, for they're forcing Roman down our throats while everyone only wants Dean, if it's one of the two. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. Kind of lost for words with this. This thinking about the Jericho Ambrose match. I hope Ambrose wins. I think he needs to win. I think he's going to win. I want him to win. Yourself. I want him to win. He needs to win. And I expect him to win. He can keep feuding with Jericho for for a few months if that's what it calls for. Can we think on this pay per view? It's setting up a lot of long-term feuds. And again, with Roman Reigns and AJ, this is going to be a long-term feud. N none of these feuds are going to be one-offs other than Enzo and Cass and the Vaude Villains and maybe Ziggler and Corbin. Other than that, these are plans for long-term. Uh, Natalia and Charlotte are one-off. I don't, I don't see them, depending on how that match goes. I don't even know, but... Dean Ambrose, if there's any wrestler who needs... A convincing win right now, it's Ambrose. They fucked up at Mania because they had Brock Lesnar run a train on him. Completely taking any momentum away from him. We haven't even seen Brock Lesnar. Who knows? We could see a return of Brock Lesnar soon. But... But the thing is, what, what would he come back to? Dean Ambrose needs this win. He needs yeah. something. They need to give him something. He's a guy who needs a little more direction. Right now, he's kind of floating around Jericho, which is fine. It's a good spot for him. But, especially if, if Roman Reigns turns heel, this is a feud of the summer. And also, in the background, you have the whole who controls what thing. Because Ambrose could be a big player on one of those teams. But it's just Ambrose hasn't interacted with Shane other than <laughs> getting con getting the memo. The, the memo. Oh, that was funny. And like it, if that if that angle does play out, Ambrose is going to be a top player. It's just as of right now, it looks like on Team Shane. But it's a wait and see. It's it's a lot of wait and it's see, which is see which is very typical of WWE. Just to do wait and see, which is good because it makes me want to watch more. But Dave, main event time, the one we've all been waiting for, with our breath being held, waiting for it to be over. AJ, um, giving him mic work, his interaction with uh, Luke Gallows and Anderson, fine. They don't call him. Anything they just call them Anderson and Gallows. Yeah, uh, uh, I, mean, the, I like how Michael Cole Monday said uh, AJ and them used to be part of a certain club. Oh uh, yeah, they, they. That's what I will give WWE uh, props for. They have gotten over the whole. If it if we didn't develop it, it doesn't exist. Especially with the recent signings of indie wrestlers. Shinsuke, AJ, Doc Gallows, uh, 
Machine Gun Anderson, and yeah, a certain club. And it, it, if you look at the Bullet Club shirts versus uh, Balor Club shirts, basically the exact same. Now, we don't know if they're going to be Balor Club. We don't know who they're going to side with. But. Yeah, that's, oddly enough, that's kind of the story of the match, of the feud, is who is the Bullet Club going to fuck over, basically. And it's weird because if you notice, before they debuted, AJ was wearing blue blue and black. He was still wearing colors. Since then, he's been wearing darker hues of black, maybe white, black, and gray. But, and he's also been wearing a leather vest. He's been coming off very heel-like with the way he dresses. Now, that could be a huge red herring because... AJ is obviously distancing himself from them because they're interfering to help him. <coughs> Everywhere I've read is expecting them to join up with Roman. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hope to God they don't do that because it it doesn't make sense with them attacking the Uso. It also doesn't make sense for the story they've been telling exactly. on on Raw, specifically attacking attacking Reigns, being bite by with Ambrose. Uh, uh, excuse me, um, AJ. Um, AJ gets coming like, okay, you know, like this back off a little bit. That's why I think we're going to see. They're a little. They're a little too overexposed. I, I think that's why we're going to see. The debut of Finn Balor in his leather jacket, guns blazing, in the main event match, and yeah, Balor that that could make sense because he did just drop the belt, and he did something like a cryptic, cryptic tweet kind of saying I'll see you on Monday, but he wasn't it, there. It, it's kind of funny. He said that like I actually watched a video. He said that uh, leaving the arena, and then the next day before their uh, live event in Poughkeepsie, he's like, "I'm staying. I'm staying it with next." Yep, I saw that. But uh, also, they had him drop the belt on a non-televised event that is now being inserted into tonight's NXT. <sighs> yep. Like, then Balor needs to come up. He really does. I mean, I'm scared for this Anderson and Gallows thing for the sole fact that the way it's going now, they're going to fuck it up. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like they don't need to be here. They do not. They did not need to be seen these past few weeks on Raw. Or if anything, have them show up once. Have him show up twice. Keep him off TV this if, past week. If, if anything, it should have just been run-ins from the crowd. Yeah. Run-ins from the crowd like they used to do. <laughs> like, 
run-ins attack and either get escorted out by security. Almost, or, almost like who are these guys? And like, obviously, like don't play the shield. You see. yeah, like like don't mention the fact that them and AJ are so close. I mean, obviously, a lot of people know that, but the common fan might not know that. A, a, a lot more than the common fan, but AJ is obviously keeping his distance. Now, I mentioned before this pay-per-view could might as well be called Swerve because who knows? Swerve maybe, back. Maybe AJ's playing us a fool. Maybe Roman's playing us a fool. A lot of the IWC is like, holy shit, what, ha- what, what would you say if Anderson and Gallows joined Reigns? Like, that, the world would stop turning. Uh, but at the same time, like, as cool as that would be, like, as, as a heel... As a little faction, I, I, it doesn't do it for me. Uh, unless they're planning that to help with the necessary turning Roman Reigns heel. I'd almost rather them team with AJ and AJ be a heel champion. So would I. AJ's a great heel. However, I personally think it would be better to see... Finn Balor come up be the puppet master for them and start going from babyface to a tweener. So here's here's the thing. Roman Reigns, if if he was if they did team with Roman Reigns, they'd pretty much be glorified lackeys, correct? They'd be like a tougher J and J. Essentially. Or they'd be his gunman. But that doesn't Oh, pardon the pun. Uh, Okay, it's said right now. Today is what? Today is April 27th. Gunman. If that comes about, we predicted it. Not even me. Will Tereshuk, Tiaz and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, predicted it. Holy shit, that was epic. I give you props for that. Pardon the pun. But if he... I mean, the point I'm trying to make, if they became Roman's gunmen, he doesn't need them because he is booked so strong already. He doesn't need gunmen. He doesn't need hitmen. He can do it himself. He doesn't need hitmen, but in the same respect, (coughs) Triple H didn't need the rest of DX or the New Age Outlaws. Not, not, which it, which not, Triple H? This is uh, when he was uh, feuding with Foley. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, uh, I agree. It's never a thing of need, but it's just the only... Because Roman Reigns, it seems like WWE is running into the same problem to turn him heel because he's does so much good shit outside the ring, a la Cena 2.0. Yeah, did you did you see that uh, Make a Wish? Yeah. I don't I don't want to make fun of a Make a Wish kid, but I will say this: he did not look happy to see him. It looked like he wanted John Cena and he got stuck with Roman Reigns. It, 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 exactly, but so the only way they could turn Cena is really with a set. People. Yeah. Same thing with Reigns. 
Except nobody gives a fuck about Reigns, so nobody wants to waste a heel turn on Reigns. And the thing is, like, I'm sorry, Reigns has no business being where he is. I mean, yeah. I still can't believe he won. Daniel Bryan should have won last year's Royal Rumble. Yep. D- Daniel Bryan, by the way, going to be the first Hall of Famer next year. Yep. So will China. China will be... Yep. But the, neither here nor there. That's a whole year away. The fact that they have Reigns win last year, also break Kane's record, and then go in this year with the title, it, it, it's obnoxious because... It boggles my mind how Vince thinks... That this is the guy. I mean, that's obviously beating a, beating, beating a dead horse, Dave. Because laying a little short on time, it's decision making time. Who is gonna win, and who do you want to win? I'll go first. I desperately want Roman Reigns to turn heel and have the Bullet Club turn on AJ. Unfortunately, only like one or two other things is gonna happen. The Bullet Club is going to turn on AJ, but they are not going to align with Roman Reigns. Because, I tell you why, because of what they showed on Monday night for that Make-A-Wish kid, they don't, they don't do that before a heel turn. I, I see where you're coming from. I, I have a, even a crazier prediction. Roman Reigns is going to win yep. because... Of Anderson and Gallo's interference. However, when AJ Styles starts bugging out on them why they came out, Triple H comes down. Gallows and Anderson leave the ring. Gallows and Anderson align with Triple H. And that's going to be the first set of alignments leading into the fucking eventual brand split. Okay. I don't see any of that happening, but we'll see. We'll see, Dave, because we're going to be here with B-dubs, but until then... Um... Oh, we do have one, one more thing. So, on Raw, it was announced that Vince McMahon is going to be making his decision. No, we did that beginning of the show. No, no. We briefly went into it. We didn't. No, we went for like a solid 10 minutes. Anyway, okay, continue. I'm interested no, where you no, go. But, but the thing is like, first off, why this is being done at payback, it's beyond me. Vince McMahon and Triple H have barely been on TV recently. Stephanie McMahon just came back in. By the way, I was really hoping that uh, she got arrested and there would have been a Stephanie McMahon mugshot shirt. But I I really think this pay-per-view is going to be where you start seeing performers align with Shane McMahon or the authority. We know that angle's coming. We know it is. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it, but 
Shane McMahon's been running Raw pretty well. You can see he's been making friends. Un the match with Undertaker, like we said before, me meant nothing. It was just for Shane spotting his dope-ass fucking shoes. I really want to buy those. But... Where, where, where are you going with this? I, 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 I'm just all about Shane O'Mac. I mean, here comes the money. Yo, tonight, to, we're ending with here comes the money. Because Shane McMahon's the best thing that's happened to this fucking company in months. All right, Dave. But before we finish that. <coughs> excuse me. Best of the rest? We need to do best of the rest and also talk about China. Um, rest in peace, Joni. Your yeah. pornos were great. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. But, China, um, it's sad. You texted me before I fell asleep. Apparently, China passed away. I believed it. She was a mess. She was a mess. She, she absolutely was. I mean, she she had her demons with uh, drug addiction, you know, with that sort of stuff. But, you know, we don't try to break other people down and I mean no. I, I read a bunch of uh, articles like her manager had day or two before uh, set up uh, something with intervention um, also uh, when she uh, was found uh, no legal substance or anything but uh, prescription meds but Neither here nor there. No judgments being passed. No, absolutely not. Regardless, it's sad. It's really it, sad. It's really, it, it is. Because Too young. She was like, she was... She was 47. 47. 45, 47. Yeah. But first female to compete in the Royal Rumble. Basically the first female to wrestle against a male. Outside of an intergender tag team match. She's also held the Intercontinental Champion. Also, the women's championship. Regardless of your personal demons or career decisions, I mean, WWE really, like, you know, wasn't happy with the whole porno thing. Neither here nor there, like everyone said in social media, a pioneer, a trailblazer. Yep. China came around thanks to people like Alundra Blaze. Sunny, who's dealing with some of her own problems, like she she really was a one of a kind talent because she was big, she was muscular, she was terrifying, and she was perfect for the role she was put in. Perfect thing for DX, a female bodyguard for the shenanigans that Triple H and Shawn Michaels did. It was right place, right time. It, it, it's it's sad. That they couldn't make up while she was alive, but I do believe WWE will do the right thing and put her in the hall. I I I hope I hope to God, I hope to God they do that. It, it's unfortunate what personal things went on, like you know there are the rumors of uh, infidelity that Triple H cheated on her. Rumors that uh, all those rumors, there are rumors I don't know, so I can't vouch. But neither here nor there. Phenomenal competitor. 
when she was asked to do something, she did she did it and she did it well. And it, it <coughs> it's unfortunate she did. They weren't able to, you know, bury the hatchet like they did with other blacklisted people like Bruno, like Bret Hart, like uh, Ultimate Warrior. But nobody can deny her impact bringing where the women's division, even the company, is today. And Joni, thank you for everything. Give Eddie my regards. Huh. Thank you for everything you did. I hope that your soul uh, is at peace. We love you. We will never forget you. And I don't need WWE to officially say this. You are a Hall of Famer. You ha- were, are, and always will be. Jeez, Dave, you're acting like you knew it personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, my brother has her autograph. But... Really? Yes. That's pretty dope. All right, Dave. Sad. Rest in peace. Thoughts and prayers. Um, good tribute video. It was a little different, but I liked it. Um, it, it covered everything it needed to cover. Okay. And... It's again. It's just. It's sad. You know. I wish. I wish she was still around because she was just one of those talents. Just one of those. She had a. She had a presence. She did. And she might earn the top spot on this week's best of the rest, which is our favorite female competitor. I'm not gonna say diva. I'm not gonna say wrestler or whatever. I'm gonna say favorite female competitor of all time. Any company everywhere. Favorite or most intimidating. Or who we feel is the uh, most accomplished. Like, if we want to do favorite, I mean, I love China, but, yo, uh, I'm all about Stratisfaction. Stratisfaction? Yeah, Trish Stratus. I think it was the laugh in the, her entrance music that I'm going to fucking kill you laugh. Uh, that devilish laugh. But, I mean, like, and then it, it, it's hard when you thing best because I mean, she had a presence to her and even Lita yeah Alundra Blaze I mean my favorite was Trish Stratus 90% because of uh, her in ring work 10% because of everything else she was another trail well is she's still alive Another trailblazer. Um, she did change the industry. Her and Lita together. My personal favorite, my favorite female competitor of all time. I'm torn between Lita. I love me some Lita, and Bailey, because I love Bailey. If I ever saw Bailey in real life, I would be like. It would be like a 12-year-old a girl, girl seeing like the George Brothers for the first time back in the day. I like want to marry Bailey. Bailey is like the greatest person. I hope she never turns heel because she's perfect. Uh, I, I'll say a couple things on that. I'm surprised you uh, went with uh, someone who's uh, still has a large amount of career ahead of her. 
but I respect it. I believe today is April 27th, and no way, shape, or form will she ever be uh, a believable heel, so keep keep her a hugger. I also do love her. I feel like whoever she eventually marries is going to be like the luckiest man ever, because you can never be mad, because she just puts a smile on everybody's face. But, I mean, she, she best, uh, I mean, so this basically is favorite. So, that's fine. But, I mean, we still have a bunch of others. Best, most intimidating. Neither here nor there. I do respect that because, Bailey, I'm a hugger too. My name is David Malkwich. I live in Long Island. I want to hug you. Okay. And with that, Dave, rounding up here in an hour and a half. Not bad. I like I like that hour and a half mark for a show. Um, a lot to talk about. <laughs> a lot coming up. I don't think I can talk anymore before my nose yeah. or my throat explodes. So without further ado, Yo Shane, send me those fucking kicks. They're dope as fuck. That's it. <laughs> And you have been listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 30. Pardon the pun. Pardon the pun, Dave. We had a lot of puns this week. The gunman. All the rest of them, I have to go back and listen. I can't believe I did that. I was completely on accident. But, payback. This Sunday, you can catch it on the network. You can catch us live tweeting at Will Tarashuk, Tease and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, or the podcast thing itself, K-O-T-R underscore podcast. Dave, any final words? David999, sometimes he calls it just incredible, sometimes horrible, not a hair nor there. The only thing I have to end this with is bang bang. Bang, bang. Because we're the kings of the rings. And we'll see you next week.